Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, this is The Ramsey Show. It's where we help you win in your life, specifically your money, your work, and your relationships. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by the incomparable, the lovely Rachel Cruz. The phone number is 888-825-5225. Rachel will be taking your money questions. I'll chime in if she lets me. We'll see how that always goes. Always will, Ken. Uh, we always I, want your thoughts. Yeah, I'm sure you do. And uh, we'll also take your work questions. So uh, your income is your greatest wealth building tool. Your income, multiple incomes, is the best way to get out of debt and get through the rest of the baby steps. So if you're feeling stuck, you're not where you want to be in your work life and your financial life is being affected, I'm here to help you on that as well. So we'll take those calls. Let's get right to it. Ross is joining us now in Houston, Texas. Ross, how can we help? Hello. Hello, Ross. You're live on The Ramsey Show. What's up? Awesome, awesome. How are y'all doing today? We're having a blast. It's, it's really good to get through to y'all. I have a, I've been trying for a couple months. But, well, um, today is your day. What is your question? <laughs> so uh, we kind of got in a predicament where my girlfriend got in a wreck not too long ago. Is she okay? Uh, a year ago. And, yes, yeah, she was fine. She uh, almost bit through her bottom lip, but she's doing good. All healed up and everything. Um, but we Ow. ended up purchasing... A vehicle after that, uh, out of spite, she went and got a Challenger, and then uh, about six months later, we found out she's pregnant, so now we have another vehicle, and we just kept rolling bad equity in this one vehicle, and it is now has a loan for about $38,000, $37,000, and it's only worth about twenty, twenty-two. Wow. Um, it's got a $664 payment per month on it. And then uh, I also downsized from a truck to a smaller vehicle and got a loan on it, like a smart person. <laughs> and um, uh, it's uh, got a note for 405 407 per month. And I was just wondering, uh, like, what y'all would do. Well, I have an idea of what y'all would do, but um, more of the question is how can I get my girlfriend on board to sell this car, if not both cars, Okay, how much is it? lower our notes. Yes. Okay, Ross, um, how much do you owe on your truck? Uh, I do not have a truck anymore. I downsized to a car. Oh, you, okay, and and how much is is on that car then? Uh, $21,000, $22,000. Okay, perfect. Um, how much does she make a year? Um, I don't know the exact on both, but I know our total together because I, I have the Every, every Dollar app, so... Um, it just shows a total of what our annual income would be, and it's sixty four, and that divvies down to about five five grand a month. Okay. Uh, well, hold on. We can answer Rachel's question. What do you make out of the sixty four? What do you make? Uh, I make around thirty six. Okay. Okay. So you guys are essentially making about the same amount of money. Correct. Yes. And, uh, and I have a quick question for Rachel. It's, I'm going to ask him, but this is for you because you're walking through this. I'm just curious. You want, The question is, how do we get her on board? But you said that she got in a car accident and she bought a, I think you said a Dodge. Well, he said we bought a Dodge. I just want to make sure Ross's number is, I want to make sure your name, Ross, is not on her car. That is too. It? But I also want to know what it means by we did it out of spite because I want to know where her head's at on this whole situation. Well, she got she looked into a guardrail, and then she didn't want to have to pay for the damages, so she just thought about getting a brand new vehicle. 
and it wasn't it wasn't brand new it was used but okay. it was new to her and okay then, so that helps um, me with so her she, mindset on all this okay um wow ross is your name on her car the newest one yes okay oh, all right boy. ross so let's just have like a high picture chat here for a second um, because your whole language, you're acting like you're married, okay? Your names are on each other's debts. You're combining income and all of it. And what the, the what what can happen very quickly, because we talk to people all the time on the show, Ross, sadly, is that you have, no, there's there's no legal binding. Like when, a, like if you guys were legally married, then the risk then is, you know, it's it's somewhat mitigated because if a divorce happens or there's separation, right? There, there's legal action that can be taken. None of that can be taken in this situation. And so I want you to be very cautious. And I know you guys have a baby together and all of it. I mean, you're acting like you're married. So, so you, you have to be so careful financially, Ross, so careful. And I would recommend keeping everything separate because you are not legally married and this ends up becoming a complete mm-hmm. mess. And so are you going to get married? Do you think that, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm hoping she's the one you guys are doing life together. You're, you're, you have a baby together. Like is marriage yeah, in the picture? So, um, the 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 bad thing is we don't have enough money saved up to have a, a wedding. So, no, um, different question, Ross. You different can get question. a marriage license down at the courthouse, right? Yes, like I want I want to do I do okay. want to get married, but uh, the stipulation is a wedding, and because I've already gave like the the JP office, you know, run at it, and it was not taken very well. How old are you guys? <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm 21 and she is, uh, about yeah. to be 23. Okay. Okay. So the stipulation, she uh, has laid which, a stipulation. She's out 23. She wants her wedding. She's a 23 year old girl. I mean, this is, I that's get it. not surprising me. I, I get it, but it's not what it's needs not to happen. Good. No, it doesn't. You're right. And I, and this is not me rushing you. If you guys don't need to get married, you don't need to get married, but I don't want you to keep playing like you're married, especially with money. So Ross, Oh, man. Okay, so... The what, question is, how does he get, get her out. on board? I want to know your take on this, because you do have a female point of view, too. She likes the car. She is pregnant. Or is the baby already here? Uh, yes, he is eight months old. Oh, he's eight months old. So oh, she's sweet. a new mom. She likes the car. And you have brought up the idea of selling it, and she didn't like that at all? Uh, correct. Did you tell her why you think you should sell it? Um, I told her that we could, all she sees is the money on top. So we're not going to be making any money off of it. So she sees a vehicle that we're going to have to pay on, even though we don't have the nice vehicle. Right. Yeah. But also you'd be, you know, paying on, be on the track to paying off that very quickly. Cause like I did it. And with the little amount that we saved, the most we saved, on a month, single month was $800, and we threw that to the smallest loan, which is my car loan, to try to do the debt snowball, and uh, it just it fluctuates so much, yeah. especially with our son, because he has, like, he's going to have some surgeries coming up because he's got to get tubes put in his ear, and it just fluctuates when you have a baby. So sometimes we save $600, sometimes yep. that's spent in, totally. in, you know, yeah. Yes. And so, well, let me just say this. That's, that's the kind of predicament. For sure. Well, you guys, I mean, you guys have, gosh, you know, 58,000, close to what you make in a year in car loans. And it's just too much. You guys can't afford these cars. So if you're underwater on the first one, I would probably sell it. I think I'd rather have $15,000 loan with a, you know, a beater car 
uh, than a thirty-seven thousand mm-hmm. dollar loan, making what you guys make. And then with your car, Ross, I mean, twenty-one thousand, and you're making thirty-six thousand. You don't, you can't afford these cars, so you're gonna have to sell them, get some beaters, take a loan out for the difference. It's not gonna be fun. It's gonna be uncomfortable. But from a financial standpoint, that's what the numbers show me. Ross, you got to show her a monthly savings. How you get out? Get in the details. Cast vision. It's the only way you're gonna get her on board. This is the Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable, Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. I'm joined by Rachel Cruz. And we are here for you this hour. The phone number is toll-free. You can jump in at 888-825-5225. That's 888 888- Eight two five five two two five. The question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. The 19 home service brands nationwide. The network of local service pros on Neighborly.com can help you with just about anything you need in and around your home. Incidentally, Neighborly was 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 founded to solve problems like Ken Coleman because I can't do anything. <laughs> I can't. you and George Camel are yeah. like a two peas in a pod. We are Neighborly to- Prime customers. Our poor wives. We can't do anything. Do you know? The house. Do you know George on this show said something about um, table saws, and he's like, "I mean, you guys go spend a thousand dollars on table saws." He got lit up because everyone's like, "Oh, I'm they're sure. like a hundred to two hundred, and he yeah. thinks they're like twelve hundred dollars." Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> well, you know, again, I'm not even sure he knows what a table saw is. He just heard it <laughs> or and a said circular it. saw. Or yeah, something. he has no <laughs> idea. But nonetheless, uh, <laughs> if you're like me. Please visit neighborly.com slash Ramsey to find out more and improve your marriage. All right, today's question. It's a long one. Get ready, everyone. Oh, it is. Buckle up. We got Barry in New Jersey. Is my wife a princess or do I need an attitude change? Yes and yes. All right, let's get Next all their, question. their numbers. We have followed your baby steps and are debt-free but the house. Our mm-hmm. net worth is $1.6 We owe 80000 on the house. It's worth $700,000. we are 50 years old. My income's one twenty $125,000 every year. Early in our marriage, my wife made over 100000 but we had two kids and later we had two more. We made the decision for her to be home and homeschool the kids all the way through high school. Huge sacrifice. Both agreed it was best for our family. Now, fast forward 20 years. The kids are grown. We're doing well. Our lives and our marriage are great. But my wife is still not working. I have asked her to just work to knock out the mortgage, to take that off my back and to help us build a gap fund so I can retire a little early. She has shown little effort at finding something and is not super motivated. Uh, We make plenty to live on, but I've noticed some of our budget drift as she has more time on her hands and isn't needing to spend devoted time to our kids with schooling. Is she a princess for not wanting to go back to work or do I just need to suck it up and change my attitude and be grateful for the fact that she doesn't have to work? I know my knee jerk. (laughs) I want you to go first because I have a very clear answer. Uh, I think he needs an attitude change. I don't think she's being a princess. She worked hard mm-hmm. with the kids. Yeah. She's a stay-at-home now wife. He's doing fine financially. They got 80K on the house. They're going to pay it off. She's 50 plus years old. Mm-hmm. She's enjoying her life. I agree. 
But, <laughs> but. I'm not mad at her. I'm not either. But what do you say? In fact, I'm going to stay out of this and just ask a question. <gasps> okay. Let's say that uh, Barry's wife, her name is Mary, just for fun. Okay. And let's say you and Mary go to tea or whatever you would do. <laughs> and, and she says, my husband Barry has asked me to go back to work. It's the same scenario. Sure. And she says to you, we're fine. All the things you just said. Yeah. But I understand he wants to knock it out. Blah, 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 blah. These are, he wants me to go back to work and I just don't want to. What should I say to him? How should we handle this? What would your advice be to your friend Mary about her husband, Barry? <laughs> Mary and Barry. Uh, I would say I could understand where he's coming from. I can see more for him wanting to retire early. Mm-hmm. And wanting to get out of yeah. the work and stuff. I see that more plausible and understandable for some reason than even the house. I know. But what do um, you say to her? Because he's clearly brought this up to her. Yeah. And she, <laughs> would, she's not moving fast so enough. So I would, I would ask her, uh, what is it that keeps you from not working? Yes. Meaning like, okay. is it that you don't have a thing that you're passionate about that right. you want to do? Uh, is it that you just logically have come to a conclusion that y'all are going to be fine? Like you're going to pay off the house soon. Yeah. He will retire at a decent age. There's no need for this urgency mm-hmm. at this point mm-hmm. in our lives. Um, so I would ask her those questions. And then I would have her, I would I would want her to ask him, you know, hey, what what's really like, what, what is going on? What's more pressing? Mm-hmm. Do you get frustrated that I'm just home? Mm-hmm. Is that bother you? Ooh. Do you think I'm like, you know what I mean? I would yeah. want to know because some resentment could be building on his yeah, end. Yeah, could it be the budget drift? So he's like, if she works, then she's going to keep yeah. her, you know, And she discipline. can't like, and obviously... She can't go and just do whatever she wants. Like, we have to have yeah. limits and boundaries in life. Yeah. But it doesn't sound like she's out of control. No, not at all. And if they had two car payments and $15,000 of credit card debt, she's she, got, yeah. she has to get back to work. All right, so but I the, want you to keep on this because you're getting us there. But let me interject on behalf of Well, you Barry. get us there. Do you know? Do you know where we're going? Well, I... <laughs> Yeah, but where you were going, I wanted okay. you to tell us what you would tell okay, her because that's what I, I would think tell her. this is a getting on the same page. You're great at that. I would You're ask very her. intentional in your life with Winston. And so here's my only take. Yeah. I think he sees her as potential income and he's got some stress and he's got some urgency over goal. And he look he's looking at her in this case wrongly. Sure. Very with me. Yeah, go, no, I'm here. I understand what you see. Yeah. You see potential income that's not being maxed out and you're going, come on, babe. Yeah. That's what I think he's feeling. I, and, so and then I, how does yeah, she, that. that's what I'm, so I just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah. So no, what would good. you tell her? Because there's some stress on his end. Uh, There is. And I just wonder on her end, hey, is, is there other ways that I can help contribute to lowering that stress with me not having to go back to work? Like, would it make you feel better? And and if we agreed on a budget, and I actually stuck to my word, right? Because if mm-hmm. the budget's adrift, then there mm-hmm. is a level of like, someone's not keeping their word, which... Mm-hmm cannot it's not great um so i would have those conversations but i also think that there's like a, a reasonableness for him to see yeah y'all are you guys are doing fine yeah well if anytime someone mentions twice the same phrase is she a princess me thinks that barry thinks that she's a princess and yes. what he means by that is not the compliment it's no. like you got it good babe i've been out busting it yes you did your part so i yeah i would say to barry hey dude I'm guessing there's already been a lot of tension around this and you yeah. got to change your tenor and how yes. you're going at this. Because yes. if you're asking us twice in, your, in a thing that you know may get read on the air, is she a princess? 
that tells me you are feeling some resentment towards her yes. that's got to get and fixed. And that's, that's more of the underlying issue. And I do think sometimes spouses, because our spouse is the closest person in our lives, they are the ones that we can just kind of like, yeah. you know, say it all, give it all, whatever. Um, but I do think the intentionality, and you're great at this, Ken, asking questions. I think, I, and Winston and I have kind of gotten in this rhythm too, instead of just say, of telling, right? Mm-hmm. You do that, I want yeah. you to do da 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 Asking questions, mm-hmm. actually get to know your spouse on that level of what, what's really going on. And that takes some intentionality. Uh, but I think getting to the root of all of this is key. The root for her, yeah. why does she not want to stick to the budget? The root for her, why does she not want to go back to work? Like, like what, what's going on within her? Yep. And then for him too, what, what is going on? I love that you bring this up because we know there's all kinds of tension around money issues. This is a really great conversation. One of the things I learned from a coach years ago that I was getting trained by as I was getting into this type of work where I get to coach people, they told me to always ask what questions, not why mm-hmm. questions. You hear this in a lot of therapy. Like if you're yep. doing marriage counseling, yep. a good therapist, uh, we, we have a mutual friend who we did some work with both of us yes. uh, individually. And it was like, don't ask why questions, ask what? So in this case, Barry needs to get to a question where he goes, I've, I've mentioned to you that you could work. Um, what is keeping you from pursuing this? Mm-hmm. What are you concerned about? What are... And allow her to share her voice yes. and not be defensive. Because it's like, why haven't you applied for something? Yikes. Right, right. She's immediately right. on the defensive yes. and unable to do anything but defend herself. Yeah. The finger pointing doesn't get anyone anywhere. Yeah, that's right. And, that's, and that is hard. So, yeah. And, and usually, too, I have found Ken in life yeah. in all my years. It's, there's usually a balance. There right? is. She's probably not a full-blown crazy princess over here. Oh, no. But could She's there be not. some time, you know, could there be some things yeah. here and there that she could do yeah. to help it relieve some stress? Sure. Yeah. And for him, right? Like, I think there's always this, like, there's, a, guy, there's Barry, usually a middle ground. My guy, Barry, he's a little uptight. And so a little advice to Barry is, hey, you know what? Why don't you go take on a second job? Go, go enjoy your life. No, and, I'm going to tell him to go pick up. And she's like, and so Mary's like, well, Barry, why aren't you home? He's like, well, I just really want to knock this out. And then she starts to go, well, why do you feel the need to do this? Yeah. That could be a little, <laughs> little, a, a little passive aggressive way to do it. But it's better than what he's doing now. My email on oh, the second man. largest radio show in the country and asking, is my wife a princess? I By the know. way, I don't know if her name is Mary. I just think it'd be really cool if Barry's wife was Mary. Mary. Barry and Mary. Can you imagine? Ladies oh, and gentlemen, I introduce to you Mr. and Mrs. Barry and Mary. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know, folks. The drugs are kicking in. They'll be ready by we get when we get back from the commercial break. It's ADHD. It's a real thing, folks. The struggle's real. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, listen up. When we invest, most of us have no idea where our money is going. But the reality is your investments could be funding social and cultural causes that you would never choose to support. With Timothy Plan, you can avoid putting your hard-earned money into things you don't approve of and invest in companies that line up with your values. With Timothy Plan's pro-life, pro-family filter, you can invest with moral responsibility while going after competitive returns. So while it's still true that you can't serve God and money, you can make your money serve your values. Contact your financial advisor today to see if Timothy Plan is right for you. Visit timothyplan.com for more information. Investing includes risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objective, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at timothyplan.com. Read carefully before investing. Mutual funds distributed by Timothy Partners, LTD, and ETFs distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LSE.
Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Rachel Cruz joins me. And we are taking your calls on your money, your work, and your relationships. 888-825-5225. 888-825-5225. Grand Rapids, Michigan is where Ethan is. Ethan, how can we help? Hi, how are you? Good, sir. What's going on? Hi, um, so I am a 22-year-old college senior. I'm looking to propose to my girlfriend in the next couple months but when we get married she will have about seventy thousand dollars of student debt and so i was just curious on some ways to best prepare myself to take on that debt when we get married in a year-ish well we start with a stiff drink and then we get no i'm kidding that's terrible advice i'm kidding i'm joking just making sure everybody's paying attention have a little cocktail and you're all good no i mean we've got the baby steps but they usually work better when you're inheriting debt with a stiff drink uh so you have no debt at all no, I don't. Okay. All yeah, right. So it, tell us emotionally where you are. I would just love to know this. Like, because you're calling to ask this question. How, how is it hitting you knowing that you're going to marry this gal and you're starting with 70 grand in debt? Um, A little, because I don't have any debt, a little uneasy. Um, We're also moving to Iowa. I took a job out there for after I graduate. Um, What are you going to so, be making? Kind of a... um. Pre-tax, I'll be making $69,000 post-tax with a 5% contribution to a 401k, about fifty five. And does she expect to work as well? Yes. She has one more semester of college, and mm-hmm. then she'll be um, getting a full-time job. In what field? She has a business degree. Um, she's not exactly sure what field she likes to get into, though. Okay, so what so would that's you... So starting salary. Of yeah, what do you think? 35, 40? 40, I would say, yeah. 40-ish. Yeah, probably in the in the 40-ish range. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to give Rachel those numbers because she'll walk you through what you're going to do here, but this is doable. Yeah. Um, I mean, okay. and I'm assuming the debt is student loans, correct? Yes, only yeah. student loans. Okay, yeah. So here's like, if there is a, you know, the positive side to this, Ethan, for me, because going into a relationship, we talk about this a lot with couples that are seriously dating or engaged, entering marriage, that the money conversation needs to be had. And obviously, you guys have had that. You know what her debt is. And I think the most important part where my uneasiness would be not really is the dollars because it's going to be a journey. Y'all will get out of debt. We can look at the numbers in a second. Um, But I think where my uneasiness would be is where her value is when it comes to money, when it comes to debt, right? So if you told me it was $70,000, half in a car loan, half in credit card debt, because she just loves to go and shop and do whatever she wants to do, regardless of what money is like, that's not her, right? That, that would tend to feel like, okay, we have a behavior issue there that could probably you know create a lot of conflict in marriage let's talk about that but this is student loan debt and it is what it is you know what i'm saying so like the the, even the types the type of debt is different so from a value standpoint um relationally i think i would have a little bit of peace of just like okay this isn't a behavior problem per se and just making sure that you guys are on the same page with debt like never again we're not we're not going to use debt going forward so that's more of like that that baseline to get to. And then when you look at the numbers, Ethan, um, I would not contribute to your 401k. I would put that 5% back in your paycheck to put towards the 70,000. So I would do nothing. I I would literally do nothing with my income except pay for necessities because you guys are in college. So I want you to keep living like you're in college, keep living like broke college students for a few years where you just got your, your rent. Uh, Because I don't want you to buy a house, so rent somewhere. You guys, you know, eat cheap, no vacations. I mean, you guys are really going to buckle down. Probably work a side hustle or two, 
uh, work weekends, like do some things you guys have to do because um, the good thing is too in Iowa, like you're not moving to to the Bay Area or Miami or you know some like high cost of mm-hmm. living area. Um, so for yeah. you guys yeah. together, I'm like, yeah, I mean, if you're making 110 together, um, you know, you guys could you you really could knock this out in two years, Ethan. I mean, like mm-hmm. you guys could really say together, hey, we're gonna live on we're gonna live on fifty fifty five thousand. And you could get this 70 paid off in 18 months. Absolutely so. right. I, the way I like to look at things like this, because I know it's really scary, Ethan, is let's say you do what Rachel said and we try to knock it out in two years. That is $3,000 a month. So between the two of you with no kids, maybe you're working a second job and you're living like college students, as Rachel said, could you put $3,000 a month towards the debt? If you can't, that's okay. But $3,000 a month towards the debt, you're out in two years. I mean, excuse me, you're out in... Uh, yeah, that's exactly right. So, so you, it's it's it. Can we get this done? The answer is unequivocally yes. Yes. The the, the question then is okay. how quickly is she on board? By the way, with getting after it, I've mentioned to her that I'd like to pay it off as quickly as possible, um, and kind of have a tight budget and things like that. How we did she react? Down and created a budget or anything like that. Um, she was a little uneasy about it, but I think she saw the value in it. Well, so the next step is, mm-hmm. and again, you guys need to do this together. Yeah, you guys got to sit down and go. If we make this and we start laying this out, if we put two thousand a month toward it, that's twenty four thousand a year. So that's going to take us three. You know, you just have to get real with the numbers. It is intimidating for anybody when you show up and you go, "Hey, babe, I want to knock the seventy grand out as fast as possible." You didn't tell her how. You know, okay. yeah. yeah, it can feel overwhelming. It's just like to whoa, yeah, you know, yep. Yeah, so yeah, y'all sit down, run the numbers, and look at it. And and here's the deal, Ethan. Like, and you can't force this upon her. There's so many questions of like, how do I get my spouse on board? I'm like, at the end of the day, they're an individual person. Like, they're gonna have to decide. But my encouragement. So if she listens to this call, my encouragement would be the tighter you guys could lock arms and be such a unified force mm-hmm. against the seventy thousand. The faster you do it, Ethan, y'all are gonna be twenty four years old, two years into marriage, no debt have an incredible way of how wow. you set your life up and you get to continue on, right? I'm mean, like, there, there's such an upside to it. And I think you'll see the the benefit, not only relationally mm-hmm. when you do that, but also financially. But it but it does take both to kind of lock arms and say, we're doing this. And, and, and I'll stress this. And I always hate to put like an age of like, well, y'all are young, so it's easier. Because I know life is hard for everyone, right? At different stages. Sure. But I think it is easier now, Ethan, than... Having kids okay. and one of oh, y'all like sure. having to figure out like childcare and all. I mean, like there's so many other dynamics that mm-hmm. start to happen in life. You guys are at the prime, That's the right. prime just to do it, just to do it. And all your friends are getting their new jobs. Like nobody, you know, it's just, yep. if you're going to sacrifice the time, this is, this is literally the perfect yes. time to do it. And please hear what she said. Rent, like don't buy a house. Don't buy new cars. I know you're going to be adulting. You guys are going to be doing pretty well financially. But getting through this debt and getting an emergency fund before you start to really get to the next phase of life, Rachel could not be any more correct, Ethan. It's worth it. But you're going to have to cast a vision, you know? Don't tell her what we're doing. Tell her what you want to do, mm-hmm. why you want to do it, and then you better be able to show her how. And and hold on the line, Ethan, because we'll pick up and give you guys Financial Peace University. This is our nine-lesson course and Every Dollar Premium. So Ooh. just to give you some tools to to walk through together. So you guys watch these videos together. It's a very romantic date night instead of Netflix. Mm-hmm. Watch Financial Peace University. Mm-hmm. But, but start these conversations. Sit down and do a mock budget of like, hey, let's just dream. Winston and I do this. We're like, let's just dream for a second. Mm-hmm. Once you're out of school and we're both working, like what 
what because honestly you feel rich like i remember when winston and i when we graduated college oh, sure. and got our first full-time jobs you're like yeah. what like this is yeah this is amazing we both made like 42 grand like right. you know what i mean like it wasn't like we made a lot that's a but lot of money combined it though. does so and start to kind of feel yeah. those numbers and just see where you guys are going when you can paint that picture as clearly as possible it makes it you know it makes it realistic it makes it fun it makes it doable all of it but yeah. um but yeah, but we're excited for you. Yeah. Congrats too yeah. on the How confident are you that she's going to say yes when you pop the question? 99%. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, I thought y'all were already engaged. My bad. Sorry. I no, thought were... that's why I asked the no, question. No, not, not yet. He's okay. 99% I'm, I'm... sure. Uh, I'd like yeah. to work on that 1%. I, I don't would, know what's no, going to be but there. But I feel like that's a great... <laughs> would you ever go into a proposal if you feel less than 99%? <laughs> No, I personally can't deal with rejection. So I'd have to have, I'd have to be, it'd have to be a lock. And the way he said it, he was kind of oh. like 99%. I don't know, man. I'd work on that a little bit. <laughs> Slow down fuck. on the debt talk. Uh, whoa. whoa. Uh, one one uh, more quick question that I okay, do have. Okay, super fast. We got 30 seconds. Um, Go. All right. While in this time after I graduate until we get married, should I be saving up money to make a lump sum contribution yes, to her debt. Yes, Do you yes. Yep. Don't pay okay. on anything on her debt until you're legally married. Once you guys are married, take your lump sum, throw it at the student loan debt. Great question. Good Great question. question. All right, Ethan, we're rooting for you, buddy. Put a ring on it. Better be a romantic proposal. If it's 99%, we got to go extra on the romantic ask. You know, you need that extra emotion to get that 1% in there. I'm just telling you. This is advice he didn't call for, but I had to give him. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Rachel Cruz joins me, and we are here to help you win in your money life, also your work life, and in your relationships. Money, work, and relationships, they all uh, have a way of just kind of fitting together when things are working and opposing each other when things are not. And speaking of money, uh, we found at Ramsey that if you're going to win in money, no matter what baby step you're on, the budget it's it's the thing that powers everything. It's as John Maxwell once said. It's a budget is telling your money where to go. And to that end, Rachel, we've got some incredible stuff we're doing. You are going to be offering something that's kind of fun that will help people if they feel like, oh, I get it, it makes sense, but I'm just I'm not good at it. I'm scared of it. Yeah. Whatever it is, tell us about that. Yeah. So we're we've been doing these every dollar webinars, um, and thousands of like six to eight thousand people sign up for each one, which is just incredible. So uh, I have one that I'm hosting on Monday at eleven thirty Central Time. So if you go to everydollar.com/budgeting, uh, you can sign up there, or you can sign up and we can send you the recording after. But we really want to walk people through how to do a budget on a very tactical standpoint because there's a lot of people that push against the idea of budgeting. So we'll mm -hmm. kind of like go through some of those sure. um, pushbacks, but then also walk through, hey, here's what it looks like to budget. And here's the benefits of it. We do some live Q&A, so we answer questions, but it's about an hour long. It's free. It's really helpful. So again, if you're new to budgeting or have questions or just want to hang out on Monday at 1130 Central Time, go to everydollar.com slash budgeting. And there it is. All right, let's get to the phones. Hartford, Connecticut is where George is hanging out. George, how can we help? Hey, how are you doing, Ken and Rachel? Um, so um, I, you know, consider me and my wife uh, right now pretty well off. But however, you know, with the economy in today's stage, I'm being a very frugal person or someone call it being cheap. Um, <laughs> you know, my wife is the kind of person where she would prefer to take a big vacation every year. Uh, when I say big vacation, we're talking about probably like six, $7,000. Um, and I'm the kind of person, you know, I can go 
10, 15 years without taking a vacation, right? So, and I just want to know in my financial state right now, can, should I be able to, or should I be a little loose with my, um, you know, my money, or should I keep the way I have been doing it? Sure. Okay. Um, a couple know, quick questions for us. So, yes. yeah. So you said you guys are well off. What does that mean? Give us your financial picture. Okay. So I wrote down some of the numbers. So right now we have a combined income of $210,000. Uh, mind you, that's in Connecticut. And um, we have a combined of uh, retirement saving that's between 401k and Roth, Roth uh, IRA between the two of us of $315,000. I also have a $10,000 529 uh, educational saving account for my children. Mm -hmm. Um, What else? How much do you guys make a year? Uh, 210 between the two. Oh, I'm sorry. I did write that down. I apologize. So you've been doing these uh, six to $7,000 summer vacations, yes? Or she wants to start doing them? So we did one uh, last year, and I'm—I'll be honest with you—I'm absolutely hooked, right? I wanted—I want to go back, uh, but then I wake up from reality, like, oh, I can't do this. You know, I need to keep saving my money because you George, know, eventually we want to buy a bigger house. You yeah. Know, and uh, do you guys? What do you so, guys owe on your current house? Uh, I owe a hundred ten thousand. Okay, and how? What other debt do you have? I have zero debt. Okay. What kind of money do you guys have saved that's non-retirement? I have $60,000 in CD right now, and I have $25,000 cash in my bank right now. Okay. How long does it take you to save up for the six dollars to $7,000 vacation that you said you could do without, but now you're hooked? George, how long does it take you to save up to $7,000? You're a budget guy, man. You're all over it. Yeah. How long? So if I if I want to save it, if I'm put all my mind and effort to it, I can save up, you know, in maybe three months. Right. And what's the benefit, George, of taking your wife and the kids on the six to seven thousand dollar vacation? That by the way, you're hooked on. Well, so the thing is, right? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm no problem taking it. But what if, right? There's a lot of what if. You didn't answer my question. What are the benefits of taking your wife and kids on this six to seven thousand dollar vacation that you can easily cash flow and save up for in a three month period? What are the benefits? You know, happy wife, happy life. Okay, great. (laughs) Uh, not to mention, you said you were hooked on it, George. It's good. It's good for everybody. Now, take me to the worst case scenario that this six to $7,000, and I want to stay with this number, Rachel, because that's the number you've given yeah. us, George. Give me yeah. this, the, the thing that you're so worried about happening where the six to $7,000 you are spending on the vacay puts you in a bad spot. Well, like I, I'm trying to say, right, I, I'm, currently we are saving... Uh, to buy a bigger house, right? Uh, we are trying to actually move to a different state to, you know, buy a bigger and nicer, much nicer house. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, what's we, your goal? I want to make sure I have a, What's your what's goal? What's, so you're not answering my question, George. You're like a politician yes. on a Sunday morning show, so I'm going <laughs> to act like the host. <laughs> oh so listen, listen, I'm trying to get you somewhere, okay? So how much yeah, yeah, are you yeah. trying to save every year to get into the new house? What's the goal? Because I know you know it. What is it? I want to say somewhere between forty to fifty thousand dollars every year. All right. So, am I understanding that you want to save forty to fifty thousand every year? Am I understanding that you can't hit that number, forty being the low number, because you're spending six to seven on the vacation? 
oh man, this is not the result I was hoping for. <laughs> uh, what he means yeah. is I got you because what I think I hear yeah. you say is you can save the forty to fifty a year and cash flow the vacation. Am I right, George? Aloha, George. Go. Wow, yeah. wow, wow. You know my wife. George, my wife next to me. Good. Tell her what's her name. What's her name? Is she listening? She she is. What's her name? Uh, you know, obviously. Mary. Mary, you're going on vacation. Mary, <laughs> Rachel and Kim say you are going on vacation every year. You know, I was I was hoping that you guys are going to take my side and be like, yeah, you know, you should do, you know, George, every five years. George, Listen, we actually did take your side. You can do both. Is what Ken's saying. Yeah. You get to go on vacation. And also, George, George and here's the thing. Okay. <laughs> and I think I could I could get a little bit more on George's side. I could like empathize with you a little bit more if George, you're like, hey, here's our goal, here's this. We could be in two years earlier and she really wants this. She wants both. Like we're trying to really reconcile. Da, 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 da. The re- the main the main reason you said to Kim when he first asked you is why is this? What if something happens? What if the world goes? And it's like that hasn't happened, George. Oh. You're living in a fear that has not happened. Yeah. If that's the reality, then yeah. we will change it, and we probably won't go on the six to seven thousand dollar trip that year because the world has doing. collapsed. No, if the world's we're going n- to hell in a handbasket, I'm going, going on, on vacation. I tell you right now. I'm going to be on the beach when it all goes down. All right? That's how I'm so, yeah, rolling. George, if the worst case scenario happens, pulling uh-huh. back your lifestyle may be a reality. And that's mm-hmm. what a lot of people find. You guys have gotten out of debt. You have your emergency fund. You make a great income. You have savings in retirement. Like, you're doing everything right. And you have the yeah. ability. There is margin yes. there for you guys to enjoy your life, George. You have to enjoy your life. Mary. Is Mary okay. right there? George, is Mary still there? No, she actually just left oh, through, went to a meeting. But, I was uh, going to ask Mary so where guess, you guys uh, are going this year. <laughs> well, actually, we're going to uh, Cancun, Mexico last year, and then I'm just absolutely hooked. Um, one thing I was I was want to say is I think uh, what it is is the lifestyle I grew up with. Right, I grew up poor. That's yeah. right. That's um, right. Right. In my family, I never went on vacation. In fact, we barely left mm-hmm. the state at all. Right. Um, so, you know, I still buy my clothes from Goodwill if I buy clothes, right? And um, I'm going to take you on wear... a shopping trip, George. You and me, pal. <laughs> yeah, J. Crew, it's going to be great. I know, but that's a legitimate thing, George. We do find that. You talk about yeah, that. You wrote a book about money book, styles. Yes, know yourself, know your money. And you go back to childhood, so much of how we're shaped, mm-hmm. our fears, our dreams, all of that is because of the emotional state or the true financial state of our household growing up. So it's very real, that fear. But it's not the it's not reality, George. So you're not you're not that little boy anymore living in that scenario. You're a grown man who's done really well with your family, and that's the state you have to live in. Speaking of states, wherever you go on vacation, George, we'd like you to send us a postcard from you and Mary to Rachel and I. Uh, Ramsey Solutions, care of Rachel Cruz, Ken Coleman. We'd love to see your postcard. It's going to be great. This is the Ramsey Show. <laughs>